0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the arrow is pointing up for the basketball team as they are now second in the Eastern Conference with one game up on the Milwaukee Bucks. How did we get here? Why this is so important for the basketball team at this time? We'll dive into it next right here at Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePix.com promo code Locked On
0: what's good D it's good to have you back man that's what's good back from that long road trip what was that nine days I think on the I lost count yeah I
1: you think it was five. nine days yeah, yeah I lost count
0: <laughs> It was good to have you back man and everybody welcome you're locked on 76 as I'm Divine Gibbons from 97.5 the fanatic radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner as always Keith Pompey from the inquire.com thanks for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here, Locked On 76ers. Keith, when we last left, yes, the Sixers were, in fact, in the mix for uh, the third and the second spot, mainly hanging around that fourth, fifth spot in the Eastern Conference. But after five games, here we are. They're coming back home. They get their week started on Wednesday when they host the Brooklyn Nets. But at this time, man, they are second at 30 and 16 in the Eastern Conference, four and a half games back of the Boston Celtics for the top spot and a half a full game up on the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets and two on the Cleveland Cavaliers who are sitting in the fifth spot. They're eight and two in their last 10, 18 for over 18 and four over their last 22. five game winning streak as we know. They have won their last seven games on the road, where they are thirteen and nine. Keith, they're clicking at the right time, man.
1: Yeah, they are, and and the, the funny part is, it's kind of sort of like they're still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. I mean, not funny. That's the scary part about this that they're still figuring things out. And and I honestly think that um the, the thing that really showed me something was you know particularly their last game when you know they didn't have their best two players but they were still able to go out there and and, and produce and, and win and battle back from 31 points, you know. I mean, it reminded me of, 20. you know, like, of 21, yeah. Maxie had the 32, 21, thanks for the correction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it reminded me of, like, games in the past where we saw Maxie get off and, and and do things when MB didn't play. But it was never to this magnitude, I felt like, with so much at stake. It was always before it was like, uh... They're coming in here, the other team, they this and that. They're going to take the Sixers lightly. Nah, I mean, but this one was, it was also a group effort, a, a, a group effort. Everyone performed. They did something. You know, I, I felt like it was a great coaching job as well. But to me, that showed me that the Sixers are a legitimate team. Now, again, I know that they're going to have to face these other quality teams head to head, but it showed me that this is a making of a quality team. And I give you credit. You always said they were. I had my doubts. But to me, this road trip, and particularly this game against the Sacramento Kings, without Harden and Embiid, showed me that the Sixers are a legitimate contender in these.
0: And look, I, and you, you can say all that, of course, about what, what you felt, but you never said that they weren't a contender. It was just where in that mix of contending teams, where they stood. And when you go on the road like this, listen, this is the first time uh, since what, 84, 85, Keith, I think it is, that they they have gone on the road and went undefeated in five games or more on a particular trip. And they're just out there, as you said, figuring things out where they're still figuring things out. And they tinkered with their lineup again, where they had Maxi coming off the bench. And D'Anthony Melton back in the startup, his scoring is not there like it was before. But the one thing that we thought when he came in here in the summer was his impact certainly will be felt defensively. The, 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 the bonus and the, the cherry on top of things with him was the scoring. And while that has taken a back seat right now, it will eventually come back because that's just the type of player that he is. And he's going to keep shooting. He's going to keep working. They're going to keep trusting him to do so. As you said, they're still figuring things out and they have gotten themselves back into it. And even the last time when we talked about their eight game winning streak earlier in the year, Keith, when they were winning their eight games, the other teams Mm -hmm. were winning their games. And that's what prevented them from moving up higher in the standings before. If you remember, New York was on a long winning streak, the Knicks. Then Brooklyn was on a 12-game winning streak. Boston and Milwaukee, Cleveland, all of them in front of them were on that long winning streak while they were doing it. They were never really able to uh, just just break into that top part of the Eastern Conference like you typically would when you go on a winning streak like they did. And right now it's five. That's fantastic still plenty of games to play right with all these games left to go 36 games I think it is left in the campaign and they they really did a good job on this road trip it can't be undersold what they did and how important this was for them to do this together and do so as a team because you just highlighted it perfectly they did this and especially that one there on the road against the Sacramento Kings down 21 they did that as a team where they all had a hand in that victory including the coaching staff of how to figure that thing out and how to pull that W out there on the road. So they have to be feeling good about where they are right now, feeling good about themselves. You go around them. Um, they, they must feel pretty good about the work that they did during this trip.
1: Yeah, they do. They also feel good. A uh, side note, just joking. They feel good about the Eagles winning too. <laughs> the way they were talking about that. They sure, should. Uh, yeah. Yes, they should. Um, but yeah, yeah, they do. Um, you know, you know, we'll we'll talk about it more, but like in, in other segments, certain guys have stepped up. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one thing is it's funny, and, and I didn't write this, but I'm pointing this out in the in the thing. It was shoot around. And uh I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm talking to Tobias Harris, which is sitting on the baseline, baseline uh floor seats and just chatting. And um, and Daniel House comes over and he stops and he flashes a four. He had his four like this. Mm-hmm. And Tobias, in Tobias, I, I thought I had, a, I'm like, yo, man, where's where my other hand? Where's my other <laughs> finger? But anyway, so then Tobias gets up, and they tap hands like that. And, um, you know, uh, Daniel said, yeah, four, For for the team. Daniel well says four, Keith, for the team. And that's all they talk about is like this brotherhood, like how, you know what, no matter what, we're all in it for for each other. And we're talking about a dude who basically lost his spot. You know what I mean? Like he was getting in. He played the last game, but he was basically just getting in whenever, like, they needed somebody for cleanup duty or whatever. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? So to me, that's really standing out about this group, that they're bonding, that they're playing. Everybody can't be happy. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say guys are happy with their roles because they're not. But at the same time, they're all, like, basically saying, forget that we all got a common goal. And, and that's something that's
0: really standing out to me. That's encouraging because I remember in the preseason when we had a chance to, you know, have those conversations with Doc. And I remember the one question I asked him, you know, hey, everybody's all in until their minutes are taken, right? It all, it all sounds good. And I remember sitting down with them individually on media day and asking them those questions how are you going to handle it when your minutes are cut and you're not getting the minutes that you you think you expect and deserve and you, you never know how guys are going to turn out and in mm-hmm. this particular case as you just said right there you know you had a front row seat with Tobias and seeing Daniel house and four and the four is for the team guy taking his rotation spot is he's not in the rotation and he comes in and he hits two big three-pointers right for them during that stretch the one that in the uh, second quarter going into the halftime where he, what was it like? 31. Close to 40 feet out,
1: yeah, yeah uh, buzzer
0: beater, and then he hit another big one. And real fast, before we uh, step away for a second, there was one that, um, highlighted, that I highlighted in the fourth quarter. It was the start of the fourth quarter, Keith. There was a play that happened with Shake Milton got into the paint and he took a shot, missed it, but he got the offensive rebound. He then goes along the baseline as he has the offensive rebound to his right after he secures the ball. It's going along baseline. And Daniel House, So again, has already hit two big shots. He's in the corner. So while Shake had about two or three defenders on him because of where he was positioned when the offensive rebound, as you would imagine, is a little congested, he was going to pass the ball to Daniel House. But instead, House pointed now to his left, where um, George Niang was on the wing, wide open, and says, throw it out there. And he, he he directed him to throw it out there that that was the better pass. He was more wide open instead of a hockey assist of pass and then pass. No, they see you're about to pass it to me. Just kick it out there if you got that angle. And, you know, shake is pretty good with his left hand, his off hand. So he rifled it to George and he knocked it down. And I thought that that was unselfish basketball of a guy who is out of the rotation, as you talked about, uh, but was still unselfish enough to recognize what was the better play in that moment for the team. And he did that without having to touch the basketball. So that stood out to me. And that's something that is from a couple of days ago. And I remembered it, uh, as you mentioned, what Daniel House meant. So when we come back, Keith, let's talk about who stood out on this five game road trip in order for them to be 30 and 16, for, uh, 14 games over 500. And right there again number two in the eastern conference we'll, does that, we'll dive into that next right here locked on 76ers
1: let's talk about prize pick right tonight I'm taking Joel Embiid to score more than 30 points Tobias Harris to grab more than 7.5 rebounds Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists well he ain't playing so let's say Ben Simmons to have less than twelve assists, and James Harden to have more than twelve. Right, so this is how it
0: works. If we're talking about prize pick, so how it works is you you pick, up to twenty five times your money on any entry. No competing against other
1: people. It's just you and the projections available, right? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, right? So here's the deal. What you do is you download the Prize Pick app or you go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit a hundred dollars prize picks will give you a hundred dollars if you deposit 50 prize picks will give you 50. don't forget the inner promo code locked on at sign up and for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars
0: thanks for making locked on 76ers your first listen for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Keith. Um, someone who stood out, because again, this was a total team road trip of the 5-0, and and specifically in this final game where they were without their two all-star level players, and Joel Embiid and James Harden. Who stood out to you along this road trip, man, for them to get this done? And it may not be because of points, but it could just be, because of something else that this this player that you identify uh, has really stood out for you here? You know,
1: the person who really stood out to me the most was, was George Niang, right? And, and you know, I'm saying this because, you know, you look at it, when we're talking about the second game of the trip, they go up against the Lakers, and, you know, we know Joel had the game-winning uh, basket, but then they came back, and George Niang was credited with the block, of 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 Harden with 3.1 seconds left, right? So that iced it. This last game, George Niang was a plus 21 in in 27 minutes, right? And then it's funny. The game after they beat the Lakers, he was a plus 18 in 18.3, uh, 18 minutes and 32 seconds against the Clippers. Yeah. So George Niang was the guy who kind of stood out to me. Like, during this road trip, you know, we're talking about a guy who came off the bench every game. You talked about the huge shot he made. You know, here's a guy who averaged 8.6 points. He averaged 2.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists, right? So you're saying to yourself, like, come on, Pompey, what are you doing? That's not enough to make him stand out. But he shot 45.8% on three. You know, he played 19 minutes
0: um, and all the intangible things. To me, you know, we we all – we always Now George is um uh, George Neang holds a, a, a definitely a, a big spot on this roster a big spot on this team for what he does with his outside shooting. He is just he he's that important uh, when it comes to his outside shooting they they certainly need it. And he, he's a guy that, yeah, he, he stood out to me as well, Keith. Uh, one that I'll give you is, honestly, is Montrezl Harrell. And uh, because I am still of the belief that when it comes to playoff time, they're going to have to figure something out defensively with the center. Where P.J. Tucker, yes, they can experiment with that, and that will work sometimes. And Montrezl Harrell will have block shots. He'll have games where he'll do that also, and, and he'll be able to have an impact in that way. Paul Reed will have his good moments and he'll have his up and down moments because he's just at that stage of his career as a player right now uh but Montrezl Harrell just being steady uh over the course of the five games and then you just conclude it with that Sacramento game he he has been a surprise for me and while I like the signing late in the summer for the Sixers and I thought that he would be pretty good he's had some moments where I I was questioning if he was going to be that uh but he is really as far as when you talk about the four fingers that they show each other and the team and all, he seems to be uh, one of the guys that I, I like to isolate and, and highlight uh, of how he has accepted his role and then comes in and thrives in his role when he's out there on the floor. More of a positive than a negative, and and that's what you need. And we know he can score, but sometimes that defensive effort. And when you talk about George Niang, not known for his defense and having that block shot along with Embiid over Russell Westbrook to close out the Lakers game, and Montrez Harrell, you know, a, along this this great stretch that they've been having, getting block shots, altering shots, uh, not giving up, and you know, effort-wise, he's he's out there trying and and not just focus on the offensive side of the floor. That's one that stood out for me is, is Montrez Harrell and what he's been able to do. I agree. Yeah, yeah, so just good stuff overall uh, with this team. Uh, On the other side, our final segment, we'll dive into it a little bit more along this road trip and what they have done. And uh, honestly, a little bit more of Tyrese Maxey and where Maxey stands in this whole thing now that he's coming off the bench in his new role. We'll, We'll do that next in our final segment right here, Locked On 76ers.
1: Yo, we're excited to talk about our new sports betting partner for Locked On. Because they, they're the number one on sports betting in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 and free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bets. Sound like a good deal to me, <laughs> Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets for the money line, to point spreads, to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay, right? So what you got to do is, to do is you um you go to the app, right? It's safe and secure and easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash on Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All
0: right, man. Uh, final one, and we mentioned his name a little bit earlier. Uh, he had 32 points, which is a game high, against the Sacramento Kings. He has had some outbursts. He has provided the spark off the bench that they uh, certainly have needed. They've been able to get by without having him on the bench and still have offensive productions uh, for for the team in general. But the difference that Tyrese Maxey makes coming off the bench—why this was a um, why this was a good move, Keith? Why why do you see it now that you've seen it for a few games? Why do you look at this one and, as of right now at least, feel like this was a good move?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's the key word right now. I feel yeah. like it's a good move. Um, you know, I, I just feel like him and James Harden, and we talked about this before they even made the move. I feel like he, him and James Harden are defensive liabilities when they're out there together. I feel like the uh, their perimeter defendant the defense is so bad that it makes everything else goes out of whack when they're both on the court together. However, though, when you look at it. You know, more so to me, I I feel like um, now as far as him being a spark off the bench, I mean, he's a great player and they're going to stagger the lineups and this and that. So, you know, a lot of people like, oh, look what he's doing off the bench. I feel like it benefits Tobias Harris more so than it does him, because when when they're in that starting lineup before they start staggering things, I feel like it gives Tobias Harris more opportunities to show what he can do and it gets him a little bit more engaged in the game on both ends of the floor. And if you notice when Tobias Harris's offense is clicking, then his defense starts clicking as well. So I I feel like there's more balance that way. You, you get better, you, you better utilize Tobias. Now, when you said right now, that's the key word. I mean, my thing is for Maxie is, This summer, I know he's going to work on his J. He always does. He does offensive things. But I think that I I would love to see him work more on his defense because he's such a great player. I mean, he showed that the last game with those 32 points and the way that he scored, that he's not a backup. He's not. But right now, the way that things are, they need somebody out there because, let's face it, Melton is providing the defense, but he's been a little bit in the shooting slump as of late. Right. But he's providing the defense. But I really would like to see Maxie work on his defensive skills in the offseason so he could come back and be a better player. Because, I mean, right now, that's the only thing holding him back is guys just, oh, there he goes. Let's run. Through. Let's go. Let's attack him. But outside of that, he's great. He's a great player.
0: Yeah. And for those who don't know, I was against it, having him coming off the bench understood it never uh, never acted like I didn't know what it meant having someone like him be a spark off the bench and a lot of teams have it the Sixers have not Shake Milton can do it a bit George Niang as we talked about Uh, but that's pretty much it that's the extent of it all for the 76ers and right now for him to take on this role however he got there whether he volunteered whether Doc Rivers just simply asked him to do it it's working out and uh he's a young player he has m- much much more to do in this league where this is not a big deal right now and it's helping the team he's still playing his 30 plus minutes he's still able to score and um run the second unit when he's out there and and just get off that way against those second teams where he has a distinct advantage as a starting caliber player that you talked about against those teams defense you're right it's going to be something that needs to be a focus in the offseason right now When it comes to the defense is just simply give effort at this point. Just give effort But right now to unleash him, if you will. I'm not saying it like he's not able to do what he wants in the offensive flow of things at the start of the games as a starter. But to have him come in off the bench and just roll, um, you know, then then it's time for him to simply go out there and roll. So he's doing it. And this is what we talked about for for the team, you know, for the team. (laughs) everybody's doing something right now that's for the team and that should be highlighted when it comes to Tyrese Maxey if this team is going to be a contender then they're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to do some sacrificing it's now again we go all the way back to the beginning of the season Keith who's who's going to sacrifice what and right now it, it appears at least right now that guys are sacrificing for the betterment of the team and That could pay really good dividends for them and then as we get closer to the deadline keep we got like two and a half weeks away from the deadline Mm -hmm. that's going to be something that we look at too when it comes to um this basketball team and what they maybe that has them thinking twice about a move potentially because of how guys are fitting right now how it's all coming together for this team at this moment could change by the deadline but right now that could be something that maybe has them pull back on pulling the trigger on the deal i agree I agree, okay. well listen that was a fun one great to have you back in the, in the area as the team concludes their five game road trip undefeated in a second place in the eastern conference 14 games over 500. we thank you all for making locked on 76 as your first listen every day for you for our next listen Check us out tomorrow on Locked On Now podcast. We'll dive into more things involving Philadelphia 76ers as we get ready for the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us?
1: Yeah. I mean, like my man D just said, wherever you get your podcast, you better get come to Lock On 76ers. It's free and available. Um, but also, you can check my man D out tonight on the Divine Giving Show, 97.5 FM from 8 to 12 p.m. My man's working the late shift tonight. So you can check him out, listen to him, you know, driving somewhere, you're at work, at the home, just just chilling. Just listen to my man. He'll keep you up to date with everything. You can also follow D on at DivineG975, right, on Twitter. So do that. Follow my man on Twitter also follow. you can follow me on twitter at pompey on sixers and you can read
0: my work um and inquire.com and in the philadelphia Inquirer. absolutely so make sure you all go read out the best content of course in the uh sixes world we're about this basketball team was out there on the road trip make sure you follow and check out keith's work at inquire.com and yeah i have a lot to talk about with the sixers but i'm pretty sure it'll be heavy eagles after they advance to the nfc championship game All right, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Talk to everybody tomorrow. Thanks. Peace.